Hello and welcome to The Poetry of Science, a podcast which provides insight into new scientific research via the medium of poetry. I'm your host, Dr. Sam Illingworth, and each week I'll be introducing you to some of the latest scientific findings and sharing a selection of science-themed poetry. This episode explores new research, which has found that increasing green space in cities could help to prevent premature deaths. Smothered beneath a sombre blanket of white lines and greying skies, eyes desensitised to your jaded complexion as our lives play out in stilted monochrome. Suffocating outside the sureness of your emerald embrace, we wilt in the heat, our voices muffled by the deafening absence of your hushed serenity, shuffling in solitude, Our gaze turns in servitude to the sidewalk, oblivious to the canopy that once stretched above, to catch us when we dreamt to fly. This poem is inspired by recent research published in the Lancet Planetary Health, which has found that increasing the canopy coverage of trees in cities could help to save lives. Tree canopy refers to the layer of trees, branches and stems that provide tree coverage of the ground when viewed from above. Previous research has suggested that increasing the amount of tree canopy in urban environments will lead to healthier and longer lives for the people who live there. In order to better quantify some of these quality of life improvements, researchers working in Philadelphia conducted a green space health impact assessment to estimate the annual premature mortality rate associated with projected changes in tree canopy cover. Current tree canopy in Philadelphia ranges from 2 to 88%, with an average of 20% urban tree canopy coverage across the city. By estimating the number of preventable deaths based on physical activity, air pollution, noise, heat and a range of other factors, the researchers found that if Philadelphia were able to increase its canopy cover by 10% to a total of 30% average cover, then this would result in approximately 400 premature deaths being prevented across the city on an annual basis, including around 250 premature deaths in areas of lower socioeconomic status. In addition to highlighting environmental justice, it is clear that urban greening programmes provide one solution through which to promote public health and decrease health inequalities. Now that you've heard the science, let me read the poem to you again. Smothered beneath a sombre blanket of white lines and greying skies, eyes desensitised to your jaded complexion as our lives play out in stilted monochrome. Suffocating outside the sureness of your emerald embrace, we wilt in the heat, our voices muffled by the deafening absence of your hushed serenity. Shuffling in solitude, our gaze turns in servitude to the sidewalk, oblivious to the canopy that once stretched above, to catch us when we dreamt to fly. In 
this section of the podcast, I like to share a poem written by another poet on a topic related to the science that has been discussed so far. In this episode, I'll be reading The Trees of Riverdale Park by Karen Solly. Karen Solly is a Canadian poet who was born in Moose Jaw, Saxatuan. She was educated at the University of Lethbridge, where she earned a BA, and at the University of Victoria, where she pursued graduate study. Solly is the author of several collections of poetry, including Short Hall Engine, published in 2001, Pigeon, published in 2009, and The Capely Caves, published in 2019. She's the recipient of several poetry awards, including the Griffin Poetry Prize, a Pat Lothar Award, the Dorothy Livesay Poetry Prize, and a Trillium Book Award. The Trees of Riverdale Park by Karen Solly Diagonal paths quadrisect a square acre, white as the page in February. From the soil of this basic geometry, ash, elm and maple flourish like understandings whose bare logic are visible, understandings the theorem has allowed. Between roam bodies of the sensible world, people, dogs, all those lovers of the material and immaterial illuminated as under working hypotheses by sodium bulbs whose costly inefficiencies Los Angeles and Philadelphia have apparently moved on from. The trees are grand hotels, closed for the season, but below ground social life is taking place as when snow lay on the fields and people descended to rec rooms, secret bars like the snake pit in the basement of the curling ring in Golden Prairie, our big Ford noising the siding. We waited for our parents with the engine running under grave instruction as radio sent our autonomy bounding towards us, chilling scenarios inspired by the trucking forecast and news items from Great Falls or Bismarck, freely imagined songs that gave us bad ideas and seeds of a mythology. Ten minutes, then one hour, two, pop and chips and the gift of the periphery. I've never understood what starlit means. Even on a clear night in their millions, they cast no discernible light into the dark expanse where a farmhouse gestured weakly, and grid roads and bullshit Carragona disappeared, where the animals' lives played out smells travelling slowly low to the ground. In Riverdale Park, the diagonal walks like diagrams may be said to describe themselves, which is a relief. Now snow is blowing through the theorem that the understandings broadly accommodate, and sensible bodies adjust their collars to. And even bare spots left by departed cars evidence how the outlines of loss might gradually alter as experience is filled in by its representation, even if not made peace with. Thank you for listening to the Poetry of Science. If you want to find out more about the scientific study featured in this episode, or read any of the poems in full, then please visit the show notes at scipoetry.podbean.com. That's scipoetry.podbean.com. We can also find out how to get in touch with any questions or comments you might have. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.